to Immunity. It's Raquel. I'm Charles. And we're here with our fabulous friend, Stacy. Hi, everyone. So today, we're going to give you the tea on migraines. Is it really in your head? I love that. Um, <laughs> speaking of tea, um, for this Immunity podcast, we actually do have some tea with us. Um, hot leaf water. Hot leaf water. Mine's actually cold leaf water. I have the ginger peach tea, Tia Vana. From our local Tivana. Tivana. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, actually. From our local Midnight Oil, uh, which is Starbucks affiliated. Yeah, yeah. I have the. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. They don't take gift cards. Starbucks gift cards. It's really annoying. Anyway, okay. um, but I have the ginger peach tea as well, but I have the hot version. So mm-hmm. yeah, you guys are cool. I have the jasmine <laughs> citrus. I did it. Okay. I said it right, guys. Citrus, but that's fine. While we're on this topic, I just have to ask our listeners, like, is the Starbucks symbol a mermaid with her legs spread open? It is. <laughs> is that of. what it is? It is. If you you can like look up the old logos and you can see how it was a mermaid. Maybe those are like two really separate weird. ones like joining her. Like Yeah, maybe those are the tails like, of her friends. Yeah, her it's friends. possible. But why is she doing that? Why is she holding her tails up next to her? Like, for really selfie? really like, analyze know. that. But okay, let's start with the pot. Side track. <laughs> oh yeah, let's get into the let's get into migraines. Migraines, yeah, so and headaches. <laughs> headaches and migraines. Um, so I'm familiar with both, and I know they're related to one another, but how can we differentiate between the two? So headaches are the most common form of pain. Um, according to the NIH, which is the National Institute of Health, um, so um, pretty much at least half of all adults have had a headache in the past year. Um, according to the World Health Organization. Um, it's some, so it's something that everyone has experienced. Um, it's just going to be that pain in your head that you get after anything stressful. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, I'm very familiar with headaches right now. It is going on finals week. Yeah, I know I'm not definitely. the only one. Um, so there are actually three different kinds of headaches. And you get a cluster headache, which is just pain in, like, one general area. Um, and then an attention headache, which can kind of go all around. That's head. usually the most common, yeah. Yeah, I usually, mm-hmm. I ended up with tension headaches before, and it felt like a headband mm-hmm. around, like I was wearing a headband, but it was just like pain. It's just pain. Yeah. So I ended up seeing the doctor about that, but um, yeah, and then the third type of headache is a migraine, which is not really the same. They're a lot more severe. Yeah. I feel like that's the biggest misconception. People use them interchangeably. Mm-hmm. I have a migraine, I have a headache. And people, I mean, most of the time, they're right without noticing. Um, many of the times, people that do have a very, very strong headache end up actually just suffering from migraines. Mm-hmm. Um, so migraine is one type of headache, but it's actually a chronic neurological disease. I don't know if you guys knew that, but fun fact for today. Um, the one thing about migraines is we don't really understand where it comes from and you don't really understand um, like the mechanism in, by which the attack like really starts. Um, but research shows that the dysfunction in the central nervous system can lead to the release of inflammatory mediators, which can cause um, excitation of the nerves in your brain and in turn promote to um, neurogenic inflammation and generation of painful stimuli. So one thing leads to another, which leads to another, and essentially you have a migraine. migraine. So, yeah. All right, so boom. It's kind of like joint pain versus arthritis. Um, They're related towards one another. They're related to one another, and sometimes um, 
severe joint pain can be misconstrued as arthritis, but really you can get joint pain like anytime, like same as headaches, but arthritis is much more serious and not Has easily treated yeah, more not as easily yeah. treated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. That's really what it is. And uh, moving forward, we'll be talking about a little bit of, you know, how the medication aspect of it varies be between headaches and migraines. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. So Raquel, tell us a little bit about some migraine stats. Some stats. Okay. So according to the American Migraine Foundation, you guys have a foundation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Charles and I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a good like, discovery. A foundation. Wow. <laughs> special than I. <laughs> um, so migra migraines are the most common neurological disorder to date, affecting 39 million people in the United States and 1 billion people worldwide. Wow. Pretty shocking. One billion. And he, here we're just talking about migraines. Like, we haven't even gotten into headaches. Imagine what the numbers Right, be. yeah. Just generally, yeah. Yeah, pretty common. So, Stacy, uh, since you're so experienced. Yes. Resident <laughs> migraine haver. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, are there types of migraines based on the intensity and the severity of the pain? Yeah, like, so the same way... Um, Raquel talked about headaches being either cluster, uh, tension, or migraine. You also have like different types, which in this case is mainly based upon how many times consecutively you get those headaches. So you can have uh, episodic migraines and you can have chronic migraines. And episodic migraines is essentially just a person having migraines uh, at least from zero to 15 times a month. And then chronic <laughs> migraines, which is the migraine that I suffer from, you have a minimum of 15 to however many uh, migraines you can have uh, a month. Yeah. So do you have any, like, any triggers for those? Because, like, so headaches are common in my family. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. some of us actually do have migraines, but... Um, my mom gets headaches a lot, and so she can't have, like, chocolate, and she loves yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. So, like, are, Pretty good so one. is that your trigger? Like, is that... Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, people get shocked sometimes when I talk about certain things, because when they offer me chocolate, I'm like, no, I, I, I don't want it. And then they're like, well, you don't like chocolate? And I was like, it's complicated. And I just... <laughs> And then like I mean as engineering students you like stay up all night, you pull all nighters and people go and get coffee and I like get warm water or like yeah. I get tea. <laughs> and then they're like, Why aren't you having coffee? I was like, It's complicated. Is so it, is it the caffeine in the coffee? Or is um, it just like coffee I itself? can't stand the smell. Um oh. and like you know the aftertaste of the coffee in your mouth? I mm. haven't had to more than two sips of coffee in my entire life. The aftertaste gets oh, like wow. really to me. So um, in terms of triggers, as you guys already know, chocolate, coffee, um, I can have stuff that has a very like thick consistency. I don't like cheesecake. I can't stand what? the texture of cheesecake. Oh. Um, stuff like molasses. Do you know what molasses are? Like very, yeah, 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 I, yeah I can't um, stand that. Um, I do like, spicy stuff when i have like really bad migraines i tend to eat very spicy food because it kind of distracts me from um the actual pain um and yeah i wonder if caffeine is a common trigger yeah that's that's like a thing if you Usually, had caffeinated tea if that could be a trigger that as well. it doesn't because i've no. had it oh. yeah oh. i so feel like with the coffee at itself. some point it has it maybe has become something psychological because I, 
I've read that a lot of people with migraines tend to drink coffee and feel better, but I, I just... You just can't. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so essentially, like, a day with migraines is try to avoid the triggers. Um, try to be aware of your symptoms. If you have... I mean, we typically characterize at level 1 to level 10. Level 1 being, like, a kind of headache. And then level 10 being, I'm in the hospital. I need, like medical attention mm-hmm. ASAP yeah when you're getting like levels five to level seven you're like you have to like watch what you do like if you you know your, your posture is bad you get tension headaches tension headaches trigger your migraines etc so um just watching what you do watching what you eat and 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 ensuring that you are not limiting yourself 100 percent while still um staying true to your condition so so we were talking a little bit before about uh the traumatic experience that was the onset of uh, your migraines and so can you just go into a little bit of detail about that and talk about like how it's changed since then yeah sure so before um, the event happened I never had more than maybe like three to five headaches a year headaches meaning like level one or two mm-hmm. um, and then I started gymnastics uh, around 2011 um, and during gymnastics practice I was upside down I guess in a handstand for about 10 to 15 seconds Um, and you know when you're upside down your head kind of like you you get all red and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, there there was this girl that was flipping Um, she was back flipping she didn't notice me she knocks me down with her ankle Um, and in addition to that so I get one hit and then in addition to that I lose balance of course and I fall off the mat into the wooden floor and then I hid my head in the wooden floor again. So um, I immediately pass out for a couple of seconds. Um, And as I usually say, thankfully, but not so much, um, my coach wasn't around. So I was able to convince my teammates that I was okay and that I could continue. So um, I convinced myself that I was okay for the first few days and everything was fine up until um, I just, like physically couldn't handle it anymore i was in class i passed out i was growing up uh, i couldn't really read properly my vision was blurry um i began having experiencing short-term memory memory loss um and all of that just caused me to collapse and i ended up in an emergency room and after a couple of mris and um a couple of uh of medical evaluations they found out that i had a uh, severe brain concussion and I also had a contusion contusion yeah contusion um so yeah after that I mean it didn't matter that I hit it from my coach she found out and I was out of sports I was out of school for a few weeks and um after that that's when it all started and after that I was just in a dark place I had to stay uh I had to avoid the exposure of light sound um i couldn't eat some certain things that they have already um identified as trigger um and i of course couldn't obviously go to school or do any sports so um eventually everything with time started to heal um i the biggest part about these um injuries is you need to rest you need to allow your brain to get back to its place um 
to uh, finally get its thing together. Um, so after I rested, everything was fine. Um, I was able to go back to school and eventually I was able to go back to sports. Um, however, the migraines just stayed with me up until yeah. this day and that was four and a half years ago. Um, so um, I've talked to doctors. I mean, I, I've jumped around and they've told me that one thing is me experiencing migraines due to the you know pure nature of the injury mm -hmm. and then the other thing is that my life was like when you lead a very ex stressful life and you have a lot going on mm -hmm. um that could trigger it so you transition from an injury and then it continue as like tension headache which me already having migraines um just combined together with you know yeah. they never stopped so so like over time has has like the migraine intensity changed have like your triggers changed like mm -hmm. how does does like experiencing migraines compare mm -hmm. now to like when everything first started when everything first started it was like level eight to ten almost every day oh my um and i mean it got to the point where you you go to the hospital and they have to put pain relievers through iv and your pain doesn't go away for like one or two hours, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like it's yeah. direct exposure to the pain relieving medicine and it does not go away. So um, now, I mean, it's still pretty bad. With proper medicine and just developing a routine where you're able to live with it, it's, I don't think it's Yeah. What's terrible. like the average level that your headaches are now like? Right now I have a six-ish. Like right now in this moment yeah, right like now? Yeah, pulsating okay. headache and your head feels like a beating heart and it goes like... Oh, wow. Yeah. You um, wouldn't know. Like you you wouldn't know. That's the yeah. thing. I, I, I go about my day and I mean, I I take tests on like level seven, level eight, really bad. That was my Jeez. circuits exam last year. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. But um, you, you, you learn to manage it, but... A lot of the times people have no idea no idea that you're going through it and I mean as when you're used to it and you tell yourself that you don't know when it's gonna end so you have to face it and you have to you know live with it get through it and um, find out ways in which you don't make it define you I think that's 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 the biggest the biggest thing that I've learned so so in terms of drugs um, <laughs> the drugs. <laughs> I love drugs now. Uh, so, like, when I have a headache, I take, like, an Advil or acetaminophen or whatever, and mm -hmm. it goes away relatively quickly. Um, is that the – does these type of pain relievers help at all with your migraines, or, like, are you doing something else to help relieve the pain? Um, nothing. Nothing. None of those help. Uh, you can go as far as Excedrin migraine. I think that was like hot in the market back then. Mm -hmm. uh, my neurologist was like, oh, we just came up with this thing. It's like made of natural stuff and caffeine in it too. Um, it's supposed to help you out and nothing. There, As of now, four years of having it, four and a half years, there hasn't been anything um, that has worked or minimized it. Um, that's over-the-counter stuff um, mm -hmm. but there has been I mean think think about it one billion people having this in the world there has to be something that they do to at least work around it back in the day what they used to do um, since uh, until very recently like there were no medications in the market designed um, to treat the migraines 
Um, most patients diagnosed with chronic or episodic migraines are often just prescribed medications used to treat other brain-related disorders such as like hypertension, epilepsy, or depression. Um, and the reason for this is that back in the day, doctors were running trials to um, check for the effectiveness of those medicines. Um, and they discovered that patients taking anti-epileptic, antidepressants, while also suffering from migraines, appear to have less frequent and less intense headaches when under the medication. So because of this, migraine doctors were like, well, we have no idea how to treat, treat these migraine patients, but we heard that our colleagues down there have had some success minimizing or you know, somehow treating the migraine in their patients. So mm. how about I do some tests to find out which, like the dosage necessary for me to treat my own patients and let's move from there. So. I have been one of those patients they've been trying stuff on. Um, for the past four and a half years, I've been trying antidepressants, anti-epileptic, hypertension medication. Um, and so far, many of them have been unsuccessful. Um, and the one that I'm currently trying, which is an antidepressant, has been um, the best one so far. It's not the best, uh, but you, you, you can function every day without, yeah. um, you know, breaking down because of the pain and stuff so mm -hmm. it works really nice that's great and another thing to notice i feel like the worst part about these is they weren't meant to treat migraines so the side effects are crazy so while it does help you control or minimize the migraines that you get every day it brings crazy side effects drowsiness vomiting um brings you headaches even though it's meant to help you treat your headaches um tremor weight gain blurry vision hair loss dizziness so you have all these things that you know you're treating one thing but then you're adding all these like tiny Extra little things, things that do yeah, yeah that do affect your day and, and do become does become trigger you know in the long term so yeah so so if these medicines are kind of working kind of not working are there like other ways that you treat it or try to work around um, relieving any pain? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't help a lot, but I think, like I said earlier, a lot of it is psychological. So like if you can convince yourself that you are at your most relaxed, healthy, and like uh, peaceful stage, mm -hmm. you might be able to, you know, m minimize or eliminate those like noises in the back. So yeah. I picked up on, uh, well, I've, I get massages often. Uh, I go to the chiropractor. I've been record temporary reliefs. I haven't really found anything that I can adopt and quit medication. There hasn't there hasn't been a single thing that I can, yeah. um, you know, do to get rid of the medication that I'm drink that I'm taking. But um, it makes it feel like you have some control over your pain. You know, yeah. you can you can you learn ways in which you could uh, control it. So definitely good yeah so i heard <laughs> i heard about this piercing i don't know did you i, I don't know if you heard about it before uh, we talked about this did, yeah. you did right you yeah. did yeah so the date piercing um so it's this piercing in um your ear it's like right 
right over the ear canal. Yeah. And it's a pressure point, and it's supposed to help yeah. um, relieve migraines. There. Yeah, well, I always thought that was crazy. So whenever I know, my friends, crazy. Whenever my friends told me they get a lot of headaches or migraines, I'd be like, oh, have you like heard about this piercing? But I hadn't looked into it. Yeah. Well, now I look into it. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> on the American Migraine Foundation um, website, under what are the risks for the date piercing, it says that site. any, it is a good site. Yeah. You guys have I'm telling you. <laughs> Um, under what are the risks? It says, and I quote, any results, in air quotes, from the treatment are believed to be attributable to the placebo effect, meaning they are temporary and psychological Again. rather than physical, <laughs> yeah. end quote. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have guessed yeah. that. Like, uh, I feel like the buzz around it is that it's a pressure point and it relieves yeah. the tension in your head. So I really, I, so like, I was got. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I'm got. got. <laughs> A bunch of people being got. <laughs> um, and there's no scientific fun fact research. I don't think. It. Yeah, I don't think I've talked to you guys about this before, but uh, I work catering, so my two um, supervisors, two of them have had migraines before, and they don't have it as they they have like episodic migraines rather than chronic. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both try the piercing. Um, one of which worked for her. One of which didn't it really didn't. make an effect. So they were like. Do your research, that's when I was first introduced um, to it. And I did my research and I found that like 50% of the people work, like it works for them. So it's like a hit or miss. Mm. Um, if anything, you have a cute piercing in your ear. <laughs> so I'm thinking of trying it. I just, um, I'm, I'm going through a few trials right now, trying other things. So I, whenever I try something, I don't like trying other yeah, things because I don't know. Yeah, time. I can't control the variables. Um, so once I finish this, um, I can try it out and see. Yeah, perhaps let's cool. go get it together. Maybe, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Why down. Not? Let's go. <laughs> Why not? So, um, is there hope moving forward? <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything? Is there anything that people in the foundation, the American Migraine Foundation, just the migraine family, the migraine general, family, is there anything that the we should be looking alive. forward to? Yeah, um, you guys have a group chat. I heard. No, we don't. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. I feel like I'll meet so many people at RID that have it. I actually already met someone, someone in our major that has it, and it was so like migraine refreshing call. to talk to them about it. And you know, it's so yeah, yeah. No, you're not alone. Um, you are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, there is actually hope. As of last year, there is hope. Before that, we had no idea. We were literally trying seeing what sticks, seeing what doesn't. Um, but as of last year, uh, there's this really, really cool invention. Let's not say cool, really smart invention um, that they came up with. They actually have been working on this like since the 1900s, but it just, um, I guess, became official. Um, there is this research that involves a treatment that is specialized um, and it's meant to target migraines particularly. So um, we're not talking about some medication that was meant to be cre- like treating something else. And then, by the way, here, you can treat it for migraines. We're talking about something that was created and um, designed to target, hopefully eliminate or um, lower uh, the migraines that you get. So that it's really cool. Um, I can actually talk to you guys a little bit about it. Since we're all engineering majors, you guys, 
you guys get some of the you guys will get some of the the language that I'll be um, biomedical engineers biomedical, biomedical engineers yeah. so let's be more specific <laughs> so what I'm talking about here is CGRP antagonist receptors so CGRP stands for calcitonin gene related peptide and according to the migraine foundation it is a protein that is released around the brain and this protein is essentially produced in both peripheral and central neurons um, and is involved in the transmission of nociception and we learned that in our systems theology class which is known as the relatively unspecialized nerve cell endings that initiate the sensation of pain so essentially you have this protein that is here circulating around the brain that gives you the sensation of pain it could activate nociception, which um, can initiate pain. So knowing this, um, if you already know that there is a protein in the brain that is circulating and doing all these things, um, scientists have found a way to create an antagonist receptor for this protein um, in vitro. With an antagonist receptor for this protein, and what it does is it's meant to be um, targeting the CGRP proteins in your brain. So um, instead of you taking it orally, they're going to inject um, a specific volume of these once a month uh, to you. And these proteins, uh, antagonist receptor proteins are gonna go in and they're going to prevent uh, the CGRP from acting and causing pain. Um, so the way this relates to the migraine, well, during a migraine, CGRP proteins are released from the trigeminal afferent nerve fibers and causes dilation and inflammation in the blood vessels. So um, scientists found that patients with migraine present very high levels of CGRP in both the peripheral and the central nervous system. So if we know that many of us with migraines uh, have CGRP present, and we know that we can find a way to um, prevent those proteins in our brain um, from causing pain, then we can actually and potentially target and hopefully eliminate migraines. So that's pretty, pretty yeah, so exciting. It's pretty cool. Um, to dumb that down a little bit, <laughs> the trigeminal nerve is the main sensory nerve of the head. It's the largest cranial nerve, I'm pretty sure. Two of whose functions are to carry information about pain as well as the awareness of the position of muscles and joints otherwise known as proprioception. Yep, so this is where the CGRP, the CGRPs are like, oh, I know this guy that could, <laughs> I know this guy that could tell the rest of the body that they're experiencing pain. So let me just let attach me just to this guy that. and that guy is gonna do whatever I tell it to do. And then you're like, never mind, I'm gonna create a protein antagonist that prevents this guy from talking to the uh, pain guy. And then there you go, voila. You have voila. a potential Magic. cure. <laughs> so basically, if we can stop CGRP, we can stop migraines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. This is so exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. I, I am hashtag pro. The first the American stop. Migraine the foundation. first. The first step to solving a problem is identifying that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. wise said that. I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> Maybe it was you. Just call yourself. Yeah, wise. I think it was me. Yeah. So Let it be what it is. I actually did some research of my own. Oh. As well. Um And I found that um a current medication called I'm just gonna go ahead and spell it. E R E N U M A B Arenumab. Yeah, there you go. Okay. It has a commercial name of A I M O V I G 
Amovig? Yeah, there we go. Look at you. Look at me. <laughs> Killing it. So it is a monoclonal antibody against uh, CGRP receptors. And so for taking it back to immunology, um, mm-hmm. a monoclonal antibody is just, um, they're antibodies that are made by identical immune cells that are all clones of a unique parent cell, which make them mono mono monovalently have <laughs> <laughs> it gives them a monovalent affinity so that means that they can bind to the same uh, epitope which is the part of the antigen recognized by the antibody <laughs> amovig involves a one once a month self injection um, as of now there's no other side effects apart from possible swelling which is like the injected yes it's like, huge Save my life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if, if it works, of course. But. Yeah. And so patients patients treated with this medication report significant reduction in migraine days as low as half the frequency. So, so essentially I can tra- I can transition from a chronic to an episodic. That would be great. That would, yeah, is, that's definitely a crazy. step forward. And I mean, it's, it's worth noting, it's worth noting that it is not going to be, you know, a cure for migraines, but at the same time, these are the very first steps towards, you know, understanding the the disease and hopefully treating it and seeing results. Um, we haven't. I mean, my my neurologist came up to me. He was like, "I found this. It's really cool. Read about it." So I've like I've become an expert about it. However, um, these are going through trials right now. We just became um, FDA approved last December. Um, so hopefully in the next few months we might um, be seeing the results of you know more trials coming out and I might be one of the next group of people that we're trying it um, and hopefully it's gonna work yeah fingers crossed yes. this is exciting yeah. yeah that's what's up the one thing though I found out that in order for you to even be qualified of course you might have to pay through insurance but you have to have tried all sorts of treatments and you have to have significant proof that those treatments have not worked for you. Yeah. And after that, you also have to have a specific insurance. So it's like, you know, it's not just having access and seeing if it works. It's you have to go through the worst mm-hmm. and you have to be like one of the most extreme cases, which I believe I am, unfortunately. And then once you are there, then you can start trying the medication and seeing if it works. So yeah. I might have some updates by the end of the yeah. year if we do some immunity updates yeah. for summer or something like that. Some yeah. Routine. Yeah. So there are some hurdles, but there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. There's, hope. There's light okay. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So our big takeaways from today. Um, don't neglect your pain. All right. <laughs> Do not continue gymnastics two weeks after you fall on your head. Yeah. Please. Know <laughs> your body. Know your body and advocate for yourself. And if you really think that you are um, – if you're concerned about any headaches or pain that you're having, make sure you go see somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, even like an urgent care if you can't afford or don't have access to like a, a regular doctor, definitely, definitely take care of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like a second takeaway would be, I, I, I guess two parts. I've only met like two or three people in my life that have had migraines, two of them being my coworkers. So like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that around me, there are so many people that are in the same condition or very similar condition than I am. Um, and I think one of the biggest steps, at, uh, I, I know it doesn't have an impact in, you know, how it's treated, but it's really nice knowing that there are people that are uh, going through the same situation that you're going through because you can share ways in which you have 
dealt with it or you know coping mechanisms if you will um, and then another thing is if you have people around you that are not um, suffering from chronic migraines or anything of, of that nature um, I think that one thing is being sympathetic but something that you might learn over the years is if you're near someone that has migraines it gets old to say oh I'm so sorry you know uh, I wish you can feel better. I think one of the things that helps us a lot and would help us a lot and a tip that you can take is you might want to just research, you know, a yoga class or uh, find out where when the next uh, med- meditation class is going to happen or where uh, where you can potentially take that person that has migraines with you as your buddy and you can go get massages together, find ways in which you can um, relax or uh, release stress. And I think that can help the both of you. One of them, one, you can bond with them and, and then at the same time they are helping themselves. So definitely, yeah. definitely something that I would recommend. Word. Okay. Well, um, I guess that's it. That's a wrap. Yeah. That's a wrap. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to look at anything we did research on, all our references are in the description. Thanks, Stacy, for coming on the pod. You're very welcome. <laughs> this <laughs> and, is coming um, back in. Yeah, please come this back. This is like such on. a cool thing to do, guys. Like, if you ever get featured here, it's like the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. Like, you get free tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. You get free so tea. So, if you ever have something to talk about, just come up here, talk to the guys, and they're usually very happy to. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just as long as you, you have some, some actual tea. Yeah, um, yeah, that's some actual tea. Yeah, yeah. Real tea. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. Was so that's fun. a wrap. Um, that's babe signing that's off. That's babe signing off. We're off to go get a yoga meditation massage. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> bye bye. See you guys. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.